0: It's the remix. Gilbert comes right side to Noel, all alone for a three, and he hit it. Shane is in two. The Rebels back out in front by 13.
1: Windows my whole career.
0: Anderson comes down the right side, bounces to Ducelle, cutting. His shot blocked by Parquet. It's not butter, it's Parquet, and the Rebels head the other way. In the front court, McCabe, a long three, is
2: good. They don't call the Hmm. foul, he got knocked down but Jordan knocks down the transition three and the Rebels lead 26 to 20.
3: So. I love you. I
0: love, I love this guy. 20 after the Rebels had opened up a seven point advantage
2: early in this ball game. The, the stats are almost exactly, I mean. It's you, so even, I can't it, really do anything different here. <laughs> I mean, both
0: teams are eight for 18 for the field. I just crushed my dreams. Boom, sadness, that's the one. All right, you guys need to tell me if I am a hypocrite here, but I'm going to complain about a media member's tweet. BJ Reigns, who covers Boise State, tweeted out this morning, not a great night for the Mountain West in the net. Top five teams all dropped. Yeah. And then he put it where they dropped from. Boise State from 21 to 22. San Diego State from 26 to 28. New Mexico from 29 to 30. Nevada from 33 to 34. And Utah State from 34 to 35. How is that a bad night?
2: Uh, you're a hypocrite. No, I'm just kidding. I you're mean, it's completely fair
0: because I have been begging to talk about UNLV's net ranking in February for years now, and I've be ne- a bubble team. Could never gotten to do be it because they're never team. relevant. Have not been anywhere right. close to relevant. Hell, Still this aren't. is this is st- this is the closest they've been to relevant, and they were in last place in the conference until last night. So I've been begging to talk about it, but I'm also complaining that B.J. Reigns is talking about it, mainly because he's like, ah, it wasn't a great night. And, and they're they, dropping
2: one spot. They fell
0: from 21 to 22. Oh, no. It doesn't matter. Like, falling one spot's irrelevant. Like, if they had fallen, like, at least five, you'd be like, ah, oh, what happened there? At least it's a better tweet than
2: storming the court.
0: He was upset about storming the court. Yes,
2: about uh, Reno fans and kids storming it after the double overtime win against New Mexico, at which... Both of us said yesterday, let him storm.
0: Bring it on. All right. Funnest play of the night last night. UNLV had a five-point possession against Wyoming. They got a five-point possession on five EJ Harkless free throws. And the way this worked is Harkless shot a three. Refs called a foul on the three. Missed the three. So he got three free throws. While he was shooting his first free throw... Jeff Lindor, the head coach of Wyoming, saw the replay on the video board and tried to run out on the court to fight the referee. (laughs) And so he got a technical foul, which meant Harkless got three free throws for the foul and then two free throws that he took for the the technical for five free throws on one possession. And he made all five of them. And it was a five point possession for UNLV, which is basically as good as you can possibly do on one trip down the floor to get five. And UNLV... Probably wins that game regardless, but I think that took it from like a seven-point lead to a 12-point lead, which...
2: Wyoming's not coming back. Right,
0: with like three minutes left. Yeah, it Wyoming's was plausible back. before that, and it was completely out of reach after the five-point possession. However, the reason it was fun, one, this is a five-point possession. Two, Jeff Lindor was completely right. It was mm-hmm. not a foul? Oh, that was a flop if you've ever seen one. And here's the thing in college basketball, there's flop technicals. If you well, get called, was called
2: last night. Keyshawn Gilbert got Keyshawn called for Gilbert. one.
0: If you get called for a flop, the other team gets a free throw. It's a free throw. So what should have happened on that play is a flop technical on Harkless. Wyoming gets one free throw. Instead, UNLV got five free throws. That's a sick, potentially so a potential six-point six point swing. swing
2: from six to twelve. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because
0: the refs blew what should have been a flop technical and instead awarded UNLV three free throws and then ultimately two more because Jeff Lindor saw that it was a flop. And he literally tried to... the ref, So he tried to run on the court to like fight a ref who was down on the other Please end. Please tell me it was Dave Hall. I do I do not know which ref he was trying to fight. Um, but it was not Dave Hall that gave him the tech because okay. he tried to go to the other end of the floor to fight whatever ref it was. The ref that was standing closest to the bench actually physically tried to stop him and on the replay, you could see him say, "Jeff, Jeff," and Jeff just kept trying to run around him. And he said, "Okay, you're getting teed up." Right. So the ref actually tried to stop him and say, "Don't run on the floor." And Jeff Lindor said, "No, screw you. I'm running on the floor to yell at the referee." So it was a great. It was a great moment in the game. I enjoyed that. I enjoy when coaches try to try run to on kill the floor. People. Yeah, they're like, "Oh yeah, I gotta go. I gotta yell at that ref." 40 feet over there, right, right now. now. I'm not waiting. <laughs> it's got to happen right in the middle of EJ Harkless's free throw. Right now, I got to yell at that ref, and he got a technical foul for it. By the way, I, I will say I probably don't watch enough of the rest of the Mountain West to say this definitively. Number one flopper in the conference, Keyshawn Gilbert. Number two flopper in the conference, EJ Harkless. Back-to-back? Back? Oh, they flop everywhere. All of the time. Those two are on the floor all of the time. If they're on defense and somebody touches their chest, they're, they're on the down. floor every time. And well, they, got, they get a lot of charges. Out they of them? got about a 50% success rate. They get okay. called for fly. Gilbert got called for one last night, but they get away with calls. They get the call benefit to them. All right. Quite a bit. They're driving down the lane. They feel some contact head snaps
2: back. <laughs> Oh, they are one and two. Well, if they're getting fifty percent of the calls, oh, it's a great then strategy. Go ahead and do it. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. They
0: have—I shouldn't say perfected, but they are very good. Eric Linalda is just screaming. <laughs> they are very good at shooting a three, and then finding and then the defender to kind of land near them and then falling get, because it's it's a. Uh, emphasis probably isn't the right word, but it's been since the Kawhi Leonard injury six years ago, whatever it was, pretty much both of our levels of basketball have been very vigilant on the landing roll, right? right? If you're contesting a shot on a three-pointer, you can't put your feet right. where the shooter's right. feet are coming exactly. down. Now, in the NBA and in college, shooters have sort of tried to manipulate this by they shoot and then they they kind of feel where the defender is and they're like, all right, I'm going to kind of adjust so I land there on the way down and get and the then call. Fall down. Gilbert and Harkless do it all. Gilbert has actually gone as far to kick his leg out, like Reggie Miller style. Like, we'll shoot a jumper and then just one of his legs just goes straight, uh, per, uh, not perpendicular, horizontal to the floor, parallel to the floor. And he's gotten called for a flop on that, but he's also gotten a couple of those, too. One and two floppers in the conference. That needs to be a new award. At the end of the year? End of the freshman year. Freshman of the year. You got all Mountain West,
3: freshman most outstanding of the year, player, all the team. and
2: the flopper of the year. Flopper of the year. <laughs> should be an award. I'd like to thank
3: the refs for thinking I was yes.
0: hurt. 100%. Actually, should flopper of the year be. We could actually statistically calculate who gets called for the most flop technicals. Sure. sure. But then that's like the worst
2: flopper of the year, right? Yes. That's, because because yeah, you did get best, away with it. The best doesn't get away with it. The best, the best gets away. With right. it. the best gets away with it, so, and then they get the calls. So we can have a
0: statistical worst flopper of the year.
2: Yes. Yeah. Uh, the other one would be too subjective, right? Because you'd have to you're making up your mind each time whether it's a flop or not, right?
0: And I, I don't think anybody watches one conference close enough to be like
2: to keep a tally of. Yep. I think that I know guy the number flops. on my direct TV. I'm not always churning to 221 at nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> if you and Obie's playing, yes. If it's a good game, maybe yes. But Wyoming, Colorado State on the other court storm is not getting my 221. The floppers.
0: The all-flopper team. I love it. And I think UNLV's got at least two of the guys. Harkless and Keyshawn Gilbert would be on the all-flop team this year because they are they are hunting those fouls, which that's actually their best way to score. So they should keep hunting the fouls because get to the – He was 11 of 11. Harkless was 11 of 11 with the free throw line. Five of them on one possession, but 11 of 11. All right. UNLV not in last place. They nope. beat Wyoming, so they're 2-6. and six. They're ahead of Wyoming. They're actually tied with Colorado State for ninth. They're three games behind fifth place New Mexico. Uh, five, The five seed gets a bye, so if your goal is to not have to win four in four days, you need to get to the five. But three games behind, and there's like four other teams in between you and New Mexico. Here's a question for you, though, looking at the short-term future. Next four games are Nevada, at Colorado State, Fresno State, at Wyoming. Can you and LV win three of those four?
2: Yeah, I think they're going to lose one of them. I think they're going to lose. Well, I think the only absolutely sure one, I think they can win three of the four, but I think absolutely sure one is home to Fresno State.
0: That is the uh, one they are most likely to win. Um, the other three, uh, here's the thing. What's Ken Palm have the Nevada game at?
2: Does he have it up yet?
0: Uh, Nevada by one. Okay. So basically uh, pick him Uh, Since UNLV is at home, he has UNLV winning or losing at Colorado State by one. Fresno State is an eight point win and going to Wyoming, a two point win. So basically three toss ups in the next. That's essentially what it is Their win, their probability to win is 49 percent, 46 percent, 77 percent, 59 percent.
2: I don't think they're going to Wyoming and playing offense like they did last night.
0: Probably not. So here's here's the interesting part about UNLV basketball this year. These next four games, if we get to February 8th, is that Wyoming game? We get to February 9th on the show. I will not be surprised if they go three and one in the next four. I will not be surprised if they go one and three in the next four. Because I believe they're better than Colorado State, Fresno State, and Wyoming. I yeah. know they lost to two of those teams. But I believe they are a better team than three of the four teams they're about to play. But I don't believe they're good enough. That they're going to easily win those games. And Nevada, the team that I think is better than UNLV, it's at home. UNLV plays well. They can beat Nevada. Absolutely. They've already beaten New Mexico, who's one of the yeah, best teams in this conference. So it would not surprise. I would be surprised at 0-4 or 4-0 just because I don't think they're that consistently good or bad that they go 4-0 or 0-4 in the next four. But if we're sitting here on February 9th and in these four games, they went 1-3 and or 3-1, and won't be that surprised. So... I think they're going two and two.
2: I think they're going two and two because I think they lose one of the road games. Yeah. So
0: probably maybe lose a home I mean, game to Nevada and then going to Colorado State, games. going to Wyoming, probably losing one of those just because you're on, the, on road the road and it's on the road. They haven't proven to be good enough. If they manage to go three and one though, they'd be five and seven in the Mountain West. And then finish with San Diego State, San Jose State, Boise State, Air Force, Utah State, Nevada. They kind of need to get to three out of these four to have Mm -hmm. any realistic shot at the five seed. seed. They probably won't get to the five seed, but if they have any shot, they need to win at least three of these next four. And honestly, maybe all four of them, because that end of the schedule is pretty brutal. Like San Diego State, San Jose State, Boise State, they might lose those three in a row. Air Force should be a win. It's at home. And then Utah Utah State, State, Nevada. They might lose those two. And they're at Reno. Right. To end the year. They might lose. They could lose all but that Air Force game to finish the season, which pushes them back down to like the nine seed when we're sitting here trying to figure out how they get to the five seed. All right. Coming up next here on ESPN Las Vegas, we get into Bischoff's Brief.
2: Bischoff's Briefs.
0: Throwing out random numbers authoritatively is the best way to pass as a
2: baseball expert. Bischoff's
0: Briefs. By the way, it's commendable
3: how many baseball players care so deeply about the equal rights Amendment.
2: Bischoff's Briefs. Somebody get me some antibiotics because that ball is gyno-real. Bischoff's Briefs.
0: Coming up later this hour us to the East West Shrine Bowl. Plus, Mark McMillan is going to join the show. I have been reading in our commercial breaks about the Patrick Reed, Rory McIlroy story. Have, oh, you seen, have you seen more details on this? No. Okay, not. this is phenomenal. First off, there's video of Patrick Reed throwing a golf tee at Rory McIlroy. Throwing is quite the overstatement more like of a toss. Like I asked yesterday, did he actually overhand throw this because how do you even throw a T overhand without looking like an idiot? It was an underhanded toss, right. Now, what happened is Patrick Reed walked up to Rory McElroy and a couple other golfers that were all sort of together. and he went over to like uh, shake their hands, say hello. And one of the other golfers shook his hand, say hello. Rory McElroy, is like bending down, I don't know if he's tying his shoe, but he looks like he's bending down, tying his shoe, completely ignores Patrick Reed. Doesn't even look up at him, pretends he's not there. And so Patrick Reed starts to walk away, and as he's walking away, just throws a tee back behind him at Rory McIlroy. Now, there's a couple other details here. First off, I need to read you a quote. This is from Patrick Reed. He saw me and he decided not to react. It's unfortunate because we've always had a good relationship. But it's one of those things. If you're going to act like an immature little child, then you might as well be treated like one.
2: What? This is Patrick Reed.
0: This
3: is Patrick
0: Yes, he threw the tea and is saying McElroy is acting like an immature little child. I love this. Patrick Reed is definitely in the top spot of immature little child rankings of this incident
2: of a lot of incidents,
0: but even still, if Patrick Reed sees an immature child, not respond to him, does he throw things at the child? Is that his response to a kid ignoring him? Well, if you're going to act like a child, I'm going to act like a child, right? I'm going to throw a, like whatever he has in his hand. He's at a restaurant. Does he just throw his food at a kid who's acting immature? So very much enjoyed that quote <laughs> from Patrick Reed. There's uh,
2: lawsuits involved here.
0: So that's the other detail here what? that Rory McIlroy yeah. let out. Yeah. So all right, Patrick Reed apparently went to the Live Tour. Yep. Uh, Rory McIlroy has been one of the most outspoken against, against it. The Live Tour. Patrick Reed's lawyer, um, he subpoenaed Rory McIlroy and delivered the subpoena. On Christmas Eve.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And here, here's what McElroy said. I was subpoenaed by his lawyer on Christmas Eve. So, of course, trying to have a nice time with my family and someone shows up on your doorstep and delivers that. You're not going to take that well. So, again, I'm living in reality. I don't know where he's living. If I were in his shoes, I wouldn't expect a hello or a handshake because McElroy got subpoenaed yeah. by this guy's law. I think that makes sense. Yeah, I do, too. Um, apparently... Here's the part I'm a little confused about. The 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 subpoena, the, the lawsuit here is about the PGA Tour being uh antitrust, having a monopoly yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Why is McElroy getting served that just because he's outspoken against the Liv Tour?
2: He and Tiger have been the most outspoken but people like, of this thing. Like I, you I get assume. sued
0: if you just say, hey, the is a bad idea? Or has he done more than just say, hey, I don't like it?
2: Oh, he's he's been way more outspoken, right? Than but I he's just said like things. Yes. He's he's yes. not he's
0: not the PGA tour. No, he's, no, he's not. So Ooh. I I don't like I, if you're an employee of a whatever a monopoly or something that violates antitrust, do you get in trouble?
2: Mm, well, a subpoena, no, but you could be subpoenaed. Yeah,
0: you can be subpoenaed because if okay, as that's, a, that's true. I'm I'm conflating subpoena with like you're going to jail,
2: yeah. right? No,
0: and no. So basically, you as a member of the
3: PGA tour. They're subpoenaing subpoenaing him so that they can get him on the record saying something like, "Well, behind closed doors, we yeah. said we won't let these live players on our tour," and it's like, "Dude, we said that in like on a podium."
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah.
0: Is
3: subpoenaing
0: the right word? Uh, I don't know. I'll, I don't know either. And cool. you 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 have a good relationship. Text Ash. Because <laughs> subpoena, I, that's what I might have gone with, but subpoenaing sounds. Like it's not the right word, but I would have gone with. We the same only thing. know one lawyer. <laughs> so, well, two, technically. Uh, there's your fun uh, backstory on a golf tee toss, and I am now cheering for an actual fight. Well, it'd be much better than this. Now right. that
3: one, the subpoenas won't matter. Someone might go to jail. <laughs>
0: exactly. I'm not a lawyer, but I have watched suits. <laughs> How do we get? Uh, Hockey style approved fighting. Like if if you walk up to if Patrick Reed walks up to McElroy and he's like, Do you want to go? Let's go. And they drop their clubs and stuff, shake off their golf glove, and then start punching each other in the face, that's okay, right?
2: Yeah, they both agree to it. They both agree to it. It's I want I want Patrick Reed paired with Roy McElroy every tournament. Oh,
0: what tournament's got some tournament's gotta do that. Someone's gotta
2: do it. Right. Someone has to do it. (sighs) (sighs) Oh, But I thought the, you because them? one
0: was on the live and one's on the PGA, they were not going to...
2: Could do it in a major. Yeah. Mm. Can, can would you imagine you, the first round of the Masters?
0: Would you prefer the Masters to pair them up in the first round or for them to be first and second and get paired up on the final day?
2: Well, I'd prefer the final day. Okay. But it's just so hard to that predict that. Because, because if you want to get it over with, you do the first If <laughs> You want to get it over with? <laughs> I mean... I, I you'd, everyone would prefer the final day if they're if they're coming down like the back nine tied. That'd be great. It'd be awesome. Genuine question: How many true golf
0: rivalries are there? And I don't mean oh these two guys are good at the same time and compete at the top. I mean college sports style. We bleeping hate that
2: school. Like we bleeping hate you. Right? How many has that ever happened in golf? I where think they like, so individualistic and have their teams and their agents and their caddies yeah. and and their egos that I just don't know if they they're I, too I nice. Guess, they're, I guess they don't care right enough about the other people because they're so centralized on themselves. So my point here is golf, they're all too nice.
0: We need more anger. We need more of this. I want two guys I don't care if it's Patrick Reed or Macron. I just want two guys that literally hate each other. One two on the final day of a of yeah. a major. So I genuinely think what
3: will happen is two guys will be restrained and some for some reason a Nike representative will run in and go,
0: Guys, guys, <laughs> we're paying you both. <laughs> Nike would love if they were both wearing Nike shirts and they got into a fight? Oh the oh, yeah, ratings? actually, you're right. They would love it. The
3: ratings? It'd be uh, just see, like the Tiger commercial I, when the ball dropped in. I would be telling them, no, guys, you need to team up and go fight those people in Puma. <laughs> <laughs> Show them that we're better.
0: <laughs> we, we need more anger in golf at opponents. And I I get it because in golf, like there's there's no, you're, you don't play your opponent. You play no, the course, the right? Course. There's nothing your opponent does that actually... Impacts you unless I don't know he walks in front of your line or something stupid like that. But so I get it. Like even in individual sports like tennis, you're still playing somebody, and there's a more chance to get angry at them. But in golf, what do you get angry because the guy's not playing fast enough or something like that? Like it's it's stupid stuff. Very minor stuff. I need more anger in golf. I need more legitimate. I hate that guy rivalries.
2: So I'm on. I'm sure there've been some, but there's just not. There's just not to the level that we would prefer.
0: And it's also not uh, in the right decorum in golf to just rip somebody. Whereas like Patrick Beverly, anytime he does anything is on a mic saying how great he is and how terrible his opponent is. Patrick Beverly's not even good at basketball anymore. And the guy does that. So I need more. Get Patrick Beverly a golf club is what I'm saying. J.R. Smith soon. He threw a bowl of
3: soup at somebody one time, so <laughs> get him out there on the links. What I was going to say is, we want fighting in golf. We accept fighting in hockey. Is what Stern did to the NBA where they're like, hey, no more fighting. Probably the worst thing. Well, we're
0: not ever going to be pro fight the fans or fans fight the players. So that, you know, you can't have Ron Artest running in the crowd fighting somebody. You can't have a fan running on the court getting decked by Jermaine O'Neal and be like, oh, oh, this is what we need in the future. But we love it whenever a football player takes out the streaker. We do love that because he's he's viewed as the uh, he's the bad guy because <laughs> why are you interrupting our sport? And then, yeah, you get decked. Although usually the advice is don't touch him. True. Usually the advice yeah. is let the security guards yeah. hilariously fail to get the guy down.
3: I do. I I, I kind of wish that if somebody, like, streaks during, like, Super Bowl or any NFL playoff games, the rule is, okay, for one play, all 22 of you are on the same team. <laughs> Here's the <laughs> ball. Light that dude up.
0: Coming up next here on ESPN Las Vegas, Mark McMillan joins the show. Tuesday.
2: Westbrook driving middle. Strip by Leonard and a steal. Up ahead, here comes Kawhi. One-on-one with Schroeder. Slams with two. The swipe and score from Leonard. It's the Press Box with Granny and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas.
0: Joining us now is Mark McMillan. You can hear him on Cofield and Company sometimes. He's also on 8 News Now during football season for Raiders game. Good morning, Mark. Mark. How are you?
4: Good morning, man. I thought y'all was going to get some kind of nice intro. You guys intro with the Lakers. Come on, man. You know, we're struggling right now.
0: (laughs) Hey, they've only lost 10 in a row to the Clippers. It's not 11 or 12.
2: (laughs) LeBron's scoring a lot of points. Yeah, that's good at least. Um,
4: Yeah, yeah.
0: Mark, more importantly, uh, I'm very excited to talk to you about Next Level Chef on Fox, which is going to premiere after the Super Bowl. Uh, You are in season two of Next Level Chef on Fox. Can you? What can you tell us about Gordon Ramsay?
4: Uh, it, it, he's as intense as he is on all the other shows. I can tell you that, and uh, you know, but he's very helpful. Um, obviously, you know, uh, from my background of some of the questions they were asking, like, "What would you do if Gordon screams in your face?" And you know, I just politely said, "I'll probably scream back in his face." You know, <laughs> you, I've been getting yelled at. You know, obviously, you know, when you're playing in an opponent stadium. Uh, there's all kind of F-bombs and mama jokes that I've been hearing from fans for years. Uh, so it was it was a pleasure, man. And just being able to be picked by Gordon Ramsey, you know, it's like, it's so cool, man. I, I can't even explain it, how, hot, how happy I am. Uh, you know, Ed, you know, I've been plugging away at this cooking thing since, man, years ago, just throwing stuff on the grill in the backyard. And then I get a call uh, for Next Level Chef. I think they had the first season last year, the first episode, had 4 million viewers. So they're trying. I think they're going to double that this year. So the first episode, we're looking at the like maybe eight to ten million viewers that will be tuned into the first uh, segment.
2: So I always want to ask you that: Are are you self-taught? Like how I I know you were with us way back in the day on the radio, but were you self-taught in terms of the cooking?
4: Um, I would say my grandparents, uh, you know, helped me out a lot. Just watching them growing up. Um, Obviously, my brother's a really good cook. My mom's an amazing cook as well. Just watching them in the uh, in the kitchen growing up as a little little fart in L.A. man, and uh, learning different trades from my uncle on the barbecue grill when we had the backyard barbecues. And uh, but then I just you know just took it on myself. Uh, the last couple of years, uh, amped up my uh, my cooking game. You know, got some amazing sponsors from Grilla Grills. Uh, you know, got some amazing partners uh, with uh, Barbie BQ uh, who supplies my pellets. So it's growing, man. My spices are back in order. Uh, my sauce will be available in two weeks. My olive oils are sold here as well uh, at Barbecue Concepts in Vegas. So, man, things are going pretty good for Grilla McMillan. Uh,
0: so can you take us through, like, how did you end up on the show? What was the process to to where you got to a point where Gordon Ramsey picked you and you are on Next Level Chef?
4: Um, I got a call. Uh, actually, I got a message probably, like, in February or March, you know, just like, hey, are you Mark McMillan? And, and of course, you know, I just think it's spam. I was like, you know, if you look at my, <laughs> pa- my page, page, you know, it's, it's me. And they hit me back again and say, are you Mark McMillan from the Eagles? And I was like, yeah. They're like, how would you like to appear on Next Level Chef uh, Season 2? Of course, I saw Season 1. I'm a huge Gordon Ramsay fan. I immediately said, heck, yeah. But, you know, you have to go through a whole bunch of process just to be even picked, man. I think they had, like, over uh, 15,000 applicants uh, to apply for this show. And it boiled down to 18. So only 18 made the cut. And I'm one of those 18, I don't thousands of other cooks out there and who do I see? Gordon Ramsey picks me on his team. How cool is that, man? <laughs> <That's> so, <awesome. laughs>
0: so hold on, hold on. What's <laughs> gonna be a bigger deal for you when you look back? Gordon Ramsey picking you or getting drafted into the NFL?
4: You know what? It's kind of it's kind of the same. Uh you know, I was talking about the <laughs> awesome. people obviously being drafted, you know, from the Eagles, uh, you know, wasn't supposed to be drafted. Uh, You know, had to fight my way through and make the squad, and here I am fighting against thousands of chefs across the world, not just here in in the States, but across the world, for an opportunity to be on Next Level Chef. Uh, It's kind of like writing a story again, man. It's going to be a great book. It's going to be a great story. Uh, The show is going to be amazing. Everybody's going to love it. Uh, I have some amazing cast members as well, all 18 of them, from doctors to lawyers to home cooks. Uh, to firefighters, so it, it's a mix of everything, and we have this young lady who's only 18 years old that can cook her tail off. So uh, make sure to tune in to her as well. But Team Ramsey, man, we're gonna take this all the way to the top.
2: <laughs> what do you think? Because football, obviously, uh, second nature to you, you, played your whole life. What will you be more nervous at? You know, a huge game in the NFL, or having to cook for Gordon Ramsey?
4: You know what? Uh, you know, I would say cooking for Gordon Ramsay. You know, obviously playing football is just so repetitive. Uh, you know, you just do it your whole life. But how many times do you get an opportunity to cook for Gordon Ramsay? Everybody knows if your food is terrible on national TV, <laughs> he's going to let you know your food is terrible on national TV. So it's almost like he can make you or break you. So if he just says one of my dishes are good, that's a win for me.
0: Uh, is there a coach that Gordon Ramsey is similar to that you played for?
4: Uh, I would say, I would say probably Marty Scharpenheimer. you know, uh, he's very intense. You know, Marty would get up in your face. And uh, I sent out a, a, I tweeted out a picture the other day that they let us share and uh, everybody's like, everybody's like, it looked like he's screaming at you, but <laughs> you know, I, I, I have my team, man. We were so locked in. I treated it like I was on the field. Uh, we set our chance and everything. And we always, uh, Made sure we went over our game plan before we, you know, before we hit the stage. And you're gonna guys, you guys gonna get a kick out of man how how hyped Gordon Ramsey was, and I, people was like they never seen him out of his element like that. So I'm excited, man.
2: Yeah, I, I saw that. I saw that picture. You were, uh, you were overly serious, my friend. <laughs> Jeez.
4: You know what, man? He has that. He has that. Uh, I think he has that aurora, aura. About him, you know, when he speaks, you just shut up and listen. You know, you don't over-talk him. You address him as chef. Uh, you know, you don't say, hey, Gordon, you know, don't disrespect the man in his kitchen. Uh, <laughs> but I was intense, man. I was intense. I was nervous. Uh, but also, man, I was just so excited, man, to be able to have this show uh, call me and contact me. And it's only going to be better from here.
0: Mark McMillan with us again. He's going to be on next-level chef, which is premiering yeah, after the Super Bowl. Yeah. So here's, here's a question for you uh, as a, a defensive back is the best thing to see Stephon Diggs being as frustrated as he, as he was last week.
4: Oh my gosh, that That's the best thing you want to see as a, as a wide receiver. And he's, he's a diva, you know, these receivers, man, they cry <laughs> if they don't get the rock. They, you know, it seems like he wants out of Buffalo, but you got Josh who's throwing you the rock. So don't start complaining now. And you know, as a defensive back, the Cincinnati Bengals, man, they got in those guys' heads, and they didn't let up for 60 minutes. Uh, whether it's the quarterback, with the O line, the D line, uh, with a makeshift O line with the uh, Joe Barrow's behind, uh, with the injuries that he's that he had and able to overcome, they ran the ball down their throats. Uh, I love the swag with the DBs uh, from Cincinnati. I hope they don't bring that that swagger to Kansas City because I want my Chiefs to advance.
2: <laughs> How many high ankle sprains have you had?
4: Uh, you know, I have one high ankle sprain, but I, it wasn't that bad. Um, you know, obviously, with the technology they have now, you know, uh, ain't no telling what they didn't shot is it? And maybe some deer antler spray they probably put on it. You know, uh, Ray Lewis, Ray Lewis comes back with a torn what torn pec or torn you know muscle in his arm, and he finishes the season off. So maybe they can rub some of that deer antler spray on uh, Patrick Mahone's ankle. But man, Cincinnati, they're they're tough, man. And obviously, they've been here before. Those guys are not scared of anything. And they got some of the best receivers in the game.
0: Well, he is Mark McMillan. Again, uh, you can catch him on Next Level Chef on Fox after the Super Bowl. That's the season premiere. Also, hear him on Cofield and Company. And check him out on 8 News Now during the Raiders season. Mark, we appreciate it. Thank you, buddy.
4: I appreciate you guys. Team Ramsey in the building, baby. Let's go.
0: (laughs) There you go. So there's Mark McMillan. Uh, That's uh, fairly incredible. to
2: That many people?
0: Right to get on that show, but to be a, you know, former NFL player and then be like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. I'm gonna cook. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get good at cooking to a point where a TV show wants you to come at that level, basically apply and try out essentially, and then get yelled at by Gordon Ramsey.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I just
0: genuinely that whole time had a
3: big smile on my face because one of my favorite things to do, like hangover cures is to just lay on a couch. And watch Gordon Ramsay yell at other people. <laughs> like there's like just endorphins that it releases and makes you just like, oh yeah, that guy's gonna get yelled at. Do you just bake or do you cook? Um I mean I mean, I I'm better at baking. Baking okay. is a much like I, I'm I'm I am much better at it based on things I've brought in for you guys <laughs> than I am at uh, cooking of any sort of a rib dinner. Yeah, that's going to – oh, no, I'm actually good at barbecue, but actual, like, not setting the house on fire. Right.
0: That would be helpful not to do that. If you
3: give me a pan and I put meat in it, go ahead and just take that fire fire, fire alarm. Go ahead and just take it off the wall. It's going to go off anyway, and the dog's going to get super panicked. You might
0: as well just not. So uh, you should go on the Great British Bake Off.
3: I've I've tried watching that show several times and I don't I can't get into it. Like I don't understand yeah, what they're the Yeah,
0: British, yeah. It's not Amer- we do we do cooking shows right because we know how to overeat and overprepare.
3: Well, we do cooking shows and we go, "All right, here's ketchup.
0: Figure it out." <laughs> All right, we got two tickets to give away to go to the East West Shrine Bowl on Thursday, February 2nd at Allegiant Stadium. You'll win two tickets right now plus you'll be qualified to win two club level VIP seats with food and drink 702-364-1100 that's the phone number you'll win two tickets right now and also have a shot at winning some VIP seats we'll take caller 5 at 702-364-1100 tonight we are pleased to announce the addition of one new member to the Hall
1: of Fame fraternity a two-way superstar playing 17 seasons for the Phillies, Cardinals Reds and Blue Jays today Scott Rowland becomes a member
0: of the National Baseball Hall of Fame
4: you're locked in the press box.
0: Scott Rowland played for the Blue Jays. Yeah. you go in with the Blue Jays hat on. When did he play for the Blue Jays? One season in 2008. Yep. Give him the Blue Jays hat. Oh, wait. Parts of two seasons. Look at that. Uh, I have no hot takes on Hall of Fame in baseball. I think they should let everyone in. Yeah. A-Rod got Everybody. like 33% of the vote. A-Rod's one of the best players to ever play the game. Put him in the Hall of Fame. Um, degenerate Danny's here Ed is gone uh, I, want, I have an important question do you want to take a victory lap now over Brock Purdy he is a finalist for rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year with Ken Walker and Garrett Wilson you have been for weeks since what his second start whatever it was I think second start yeah you've been for weeks saying Brock Purdy uh, could win rookie of the year even though you didn't bet on it Right. and you have been waiting to laugh at me cuz i called you an idiot for saying that you did do you want to take your victory lap now
1: no because he is only a finalist i will do a golf clap and, and i will take my clap. i will take my victory lap in what is it 12 days 13 days right
0: but if he doesn't win i'm calling you an idiot
1: can you though? Yes, that, that's, why, that's why I'm a offering finalist. you.
0: I'm offering you the chance right now. But he's a take finalist. Take the victory lap. I will not call you. An, it's basically like I'm offering you a chance to split here, right? He, before we find out if he wins or not, you can take a small victory lap. You know it won't be as great as the victory lap if he actually wins. When he wins. But if he doesn't win, I'm calling you an idiot.
1: No. If you, take the, wait. if
0: you take the victory lap now, I will not call you an idiot. I Celebrating, I will early, say,
1: celebrating early is never okay. good, All right. so I'll wait.
0: All right, so if Ken Walker or Garrett Wilson is Rookie of the Year, I am calling you an idiot. That's fine. Okay. All right. Just, you wouldn't be the first. I just wanted to give you the opportunity to basically... It is kind of his go-to move. It's just to call people idiots. Yeah, yeah, because they are often. That's fine. Um,
1: But he also called me... He called me an idiot for just even thinking he would be in the conversation. I and did. Now he's yes. a finalist. Yes, which is why I'm
0: let- giving you the chance. He's, yeah. he's letting you. He's letting you. That's okay. right.
1: I, will, I He will is take- wrong, but yes. he's letting you. I'm still in be control. Right. It, this is how you do it. you it's still okay. control. I'll the take scenario. the golf clap for now, and then I'll take a major victory tour in about 12 days.
3: Do they do it before the Super Bowl? Yeah, they do it in, the ninth. NFL honors right is when they do it they do it and who's it's normally for some reason peyton manning is hosting uh this is a show
0: i have definitely never watched you're telling me this is on
3: tv the only year i think i watched it was paul rudd hosted oh no i think one year matthew perry hosted it but paul rudd hosted it and yelled at andrew luck to his face about like you beat the chiefs
1: (laughs) is it like on espn or is it on nfl network
3: i think it's on nfl network Okay. I don't
0: know. ESPN. I'm loves, on it. I'm Googling. Love, like, they love their award show. They do. They are like, let's buy. I guess they, I think they love their award show because they're in the summer and there's no sports programming. Do
1: we have to get NFL plus for this? <laughs> Can we get special like behind the scenes video on NFL plus Of Brock Purdy? Yep. Brock Purdy just telling everybody like, hey, you guys had to play a full season. I only had to play seven games. Technically. Did did they did Ken Walker and Garrett Wills didn't they get hurt? I think Ken Walker played like fourteen games yeah. or fifteen games.
3: So eh, I'm
1: not sure. I mean sure. more than
0: Purdy,
3: but not quite a full okay. season. Yeah. It is it takes place in the city that the Super Bowl is in, and okay. it is hosted this year by Kelly Clarkson, of All course. Right. And it will air on NBC, Peacock, and NFL Network. Nice. Previous hosts include Alec Baldwin, Seth Myers, Conan O'Brien, Keegan Michael Key, Rob Riggle, and Steve Harvey. Kelly Clarkson is the one thing that's not like the others. So the NFL. She's not a
1: comedian.
0: That's it. Nailed it. Um, the NFL. That actually was what I was saying. The NFL. Are they paying a lot of money? Isn't she Canadian? I think so. Are they paying a lot of money for somebody to come host their award show? Yes. Yeah. Why? Oh, yeah. I
1: guarantee she's getting, I would say she's probably getting close to a million dollars. Right, why?
0: You have a captive audience. Like, it's the lead up to the Super Bowl and nothing's going on. You do not have a captive audience. There's three of us right here. And how many combined have we watched? One? I forgot. I've watched the Keegan-Michael Key opening monologue. There is
3: not a captive audience. On YouTube. Can
1: we get a separate stream with the Manning brothers?
0: breaking it down uh, the manning brothers watching
1: breaking everything down and then peyton gets super upset and just walks away from his tv
0: and it's fun when he does that
1: because that's what he did last week
0: yeah i enjoy that when he gets mad at kickers that miss all their extra points and he wants to cut him at halftime and then eventually just feels bad he went from cutting him to just feeling sorry for brett maher like it doesn't get any worse than this Oh, they won the game. I guess could have missed a game-winning extra point. That would have been fun. Oh,
1: uh, that would have been atrocious. Would have been fun.
3: Didn't Peyton famously go on David Letterman and literally call his own kicker an idiot? Uh, I don't know. I He's never got a little Tyler in him. Night. Yeah, who don't watch late-night
0: shows? It listen. If you well, David
3: Letterman hasn't been on late night in like t- a decade and a half.
0: If you're the quarterback and your idiot kicker misses a field goal, like you get him into field goal range and he misses like a forty-yarder, you 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 get called an idiot. That's just those are the rules. That's just what happens. You got one job, kick the field goal through the uprights. If it's like 56, okay, sure. That's a little difficult. If you like miss one an entire season, we'll give you a pass. Did
1: you see the the morning news anchor in Dallas that tried to call out Maher and was like, I can't believe you missed all those field goals. Even I can do it.
0: Did he go out and do it? He
1: went out and did it, put up a video. Uh, I think he did five attempts. Only one of them even reached the end zone in the air.
0: Oh, yeah. People
3: can't do it. From, it was hysterical. Yeah, yeah. No but chance. One of our favorite things was uh, Katie Nolan. When she had a show, she found people on Twitter who were like, I could have made that kick. And she brought them out and went, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and all of them
0: looked like children. Yeah, that's great. There's 33-yard extra point.
1: If it's, I had 10 chances,
0: hard. I might get one. You kicked in high school. I didn't.
1: Yeah, but you played soccer, didn't you? No. Oh.
0: If I had ten chances, I might get one. Probably not even from thirty-three yards. That's a little long. If I had ten chances from a, on a twenty-yarder, I might get what, one. What's an extra point? Thirty-three, 33
1: yards. yards. Yeah. So you're kicking from the ball leaves the ground on the twenty-three. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I might be able to make it under.
0: <laughs> under the bar, definitely. I think I can do it. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I think I maybe get one in ten tries. Possibly one in five, but I'm gonna need at least like two or three kicks to just even have an idea of where I need. To yeah, you would ball.
1: get you would get three. Maybe I get to warm up in a net before, kicks. like Brett Maher. Yeah, no, we'll we'll give you a couple on the field to see how is, your angle is. Debo is Debo
0: Samuel standing in front of me trying to throw me off though? During Hopefully. my warm up kicks, well,
1: we might just have Jared like jumping in the end zone to distract you.
0: Well, if he's behind the uprights, I might make it. So I'm trying to hit him right in the face. That might give me more incentive to do well.